0: and welcome to episode 9 of Look Closer, the Found Fiction podcast. If you've never listened before, this show is a creative search for inspiration. In every edition, I'll meet up with a different guest to take a journey around their neighbourhood and explore the places, people and communities around them, unlocking the things that inspire them as creative thinkers and the makers of great things. This time I went to Todmorden to meet multidisciplinary artist Verity Hunter. Verity creates in mediums including shamanic dance, poetry and art. Verity has performed at several events around Yorkshire and is currently running a women's empowering coaching program of Shadow Alchemy. Hello. Oh, good, to good to see you. Yeah, are you yeah, good? Good to
1: see you. It cool. Direction: up, down, forwards, backwards.
0: Yeah. Well, just somewhere that you know <laughs> probably that that we, that you can know, sort of oh, um, comment on, and I know you probably yeah. This sort of this, well,
1: this is the sort of the centre of Todd. Um, so we've got the Morrisons here, and then this goes up towards Walsden, which is like the next sort of village along. This is like the main road bit. Um, But the great thing about Todd is that any kind of direction that you walk in, you go kind of up or sideways or along. So there's there's just so much like space and green space and we've got a great big park here as well. So Yeah, that's
0: I guess there's a lot of them, right? There's all the hills everywhere. Yeah, there is,
1: yeah. I I, I've been really lucky that obviously like during the start of Lockdown period when we had that beautiful summer, I was walking my neighbour's dogs everywhere. So I got to know all of the like the little nooks and crannies everywhere around Todd. So that was really cool. Since I've moved from Leeds to here, it's been a huge change because um, it is just different things that you're writing about. I think like the fir- like within like the first week of me moving here, I wrote my piece called A Force of Nature, um, and that was really inspired by just getting up and going out and like really feeling into the presence of the moment of where I was and like Uh all the different aspects being in the moment and like really feeling the essence of it um and it's kind of the time where kind of like time sort of warps it doesn't really you know not constantly watching it you're just completely Mm. in the moment and I feel like walking is one of those things that walking out I'm just in flow and ideas will come to me yeah i'm straight away and i'm like that's really good i'm gonna write that
0: down it's it's like kind of less distracting i guess out here because it's it's kind of quieter i find that when traffic's around it immediately kind of like a bit like yeah. a bit days sometimes because you've got to concentrate on what's happening yeah but like I, I kind of know you best as, as kind of a spoken word artist yeah um, when you're in leeds obviously hosting yeah. nights where you're performing like have you kind of gotten into different art forms since you've been out here any other kind of focuses creatively
1: yeah so like i i'm i i, I would say first yes post spoken word poet um i've always written poetry since i was little um but then dancing i've always done as well as so it's been more of a passion of mine especially now at movement um just movement yeah. in general not even just dance just movement yeah um, and that's been really cool
0: D- explain a bit about what do you mean by movement as opposed to dance
1: So uh, dance in, in, in its form, you know, you've got different types of dance, but it's still quite limited. And this is like where kind of the flow essence comes into it as well. So like yoga is one way of like getting into the flow. So it's working with the breath and movement really does that because it's a lot more versatile. You've got different ways in which you can move your body that you wouldn't really think about in just dancing. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. really feeling into where those muscles are and sending your breath to those muscles to move and moving how you want to and kind of experimenting with it a little bit.
0: In terms of like the energy of your material, is it kind of just as high energy, I suppose, or is it a bit more introspective? I mean, when you kind of come out here from the city you might feel a bit more relaxed about stuff, right? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean I get like now I get <laughs> I get what I've known as like city scare. So mm-hmm. and especially as like since lockdown. Um, I've gone into Manchester and Leeds a few times, obviously since lockdown started. And even though it's not been that busy, I still get this, like, city scare where everything is really loud and really vibrant and it's all just very intense. Uh (laughs) And that's not sort of the lifestyle that is here in Todd. It's a lot more kind of relaxed and everyone's just a lot more more slow-paced. Just be yourself, Um, yeah. And I noticed that from going from down south to up north, but then even moving from Leeds to here, it's different again. It's like another layer of, of just calmness and sereneness.
0: Uh-huh. And, yeah, I suppose you, you know more about the contrasts, having lived in both places yeah. Yeah. and living in Leeds fairly recently, I guess, yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Although when I first moved here, I was working still quite a lot of hours. It meant that I could still, on the weekends, really enjoy the time that I had off and the space that I had. Um, and I think I was much more on it about going outside all the time because I was like, there's so much to explore. It's not the same old buildings, um, yeah. and the vers- versatility of nature as well. Uh-huh. Is that you're not really looking at concrete, you don't connect with you know buildings in the same way as you do with plants and um, right trees and, and stuff. Birds.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah. So something I've just noticed. Um, I don't know. I love I love, like dry stone walling that you get out here, yeah. And I love that you get moss that kind of holds it together like glue wood. Yeah. But the different lines, like I don't know, it's quite cool. that You've got different angles going on there. That's just initially been quite yeah, striking it's for me. Yeah, definitely like
1: different layers and different textures. Quite
0: dazzling, really. And I
1: think it's quite it's quite good to be able to work with the different colours as well. As you can see like the different types of greens
0: and yeah. how they kind of
1: fade in and out in different areas
0: yeah yeah also, um, someone said that the human eye can see more shades of green than any other color apparently because yes of predators and stuff back in the day yeah. like having to see stuff in the long grass and whatever
1: and something i've noticed since moving here as well is green has become my favorite color yeah to wear. so oh, yeah wardrobe is now very green
0: i can understand that and there's a <laughs> multi-colored Stone here do you know anything about this what, what could this um, be um so
1: in Todd a lot of the kids they um they have a facebook where they do art on different rocks and stuff so some of them will have like names and stuff on the back and they'll have like little <laughs> facebook things um and it's something i think they started doing it just before lockdown and it was just like an activity for them to do um so sometimes you find little ones with like art p- pieces of artwork on and it will have the name of the child that did it on the back and they can go onto the oh, Facebook. the kindness, and... kindness yeah. rocks and stuff. Yeah, I've
0: heard of that. Okay, no, that's nice. That's nice to see. It's just on a bit of spare rock. Someone must have just come up here with a a paintbrush. That's cool. I think now it's it's definitely warmer now this week. Yeah. Um, it's a bit more enticing the outdoors. I think again, people are oh, nice to see a, a hole. there. Is that a rabbit hole or maybe something bigger?
1: Yeah, I think there are like a few badges and stuff around here. Um, rabbits, I've definitely seen coming up and down here as well. Oh. There was a deer along this way the other week, um, with a baby. and really? Yeah, it was. Re- was you really, saw it? Yeah, it was really beautiful. Oh, man. I've never um, seen
0: a deer. Never. Really? Never.
1: Yeah, you see them a lot around oh, here. It's magic. Um, but they kind of, it kind of just turned, and its head like looked at me, and I was like, oh, wait, is it going to run off? Is it, is it going to go? <laughs> and like, it, we stared intensely at each other for like about a minute, and then it just turned and ran off. And I was like, oh, just savoring the moment for a minute because I was like, that's that's, so beautiful. It's like a shooting
0: star sort of moment, isn't it? And I did,
1: I just kind of afterwards stood there and just took a deep breath in and like really embraced it.
0: When you add up all the times I've spent walking in woods and forests, it must total at least a couple of months of my life. I've gone on hikes up and down the UK, in the Appalachians in the US and the Canadian Rockies, and not once have I ever seen a deer. Watching a deer grazing or standing there holding its gaze is a moment I imagine feels like time is slowing down, and one you can reflect on for the rest of your life. It's always eluded me, and I just know that if I ever see a deer, I'll feel like there'll be something significant about when and where that happens. As we continued our walk in the woods, we got chatting about Verity's current creative work.
1: At the moment, I am working on a coaching program for women, and um, it's looking at basically, how can we be more open and expressive um, and not be kind of held back by societal norms.) Yeah. All
0: right.
1: So that's like one of the things I'm working on. So I'm doing a lot of work in that group and we're doing a lot of like shadow consciousness work and stuff like that, but we're, I'm also posting like challenges. So the other day I posted the howl challenge. So it was whoever could hold the longest howl or whatever animal that they relate to. We've been oh, teaching cool. a lot about spirit animals in there.
0: That's cool.
1: Um, Cause I work a lot with shamanic witchcraft, which is a combination uh-huh. of shamanism and witchcraft. So taking from like kind of the native American influences um, and bringing them into sort of uh, Celtic sort of witchcraft. So, Brilliant. yeah.
0: So it's kind of, it's keeping your yeah, you kind of mind active and your mind well, as well as creative as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think um, those sort of animals and things have been a really big influence in my life. I think I've noticed them a lot more now. Like. If I see like a crow or a raven or a georg or something, yeah, I really do take note of it, and like when I see it, um, and uh, yeah, they've been a really big influence in my poetry. how animals um, and just the landscape in general here as well, because it is so. Every time you turn a corner, there's something new.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can you can totally see how being a kid. Uh, here, kind of fires your imagination. You know, the sort of rabbit holes, like the hidden world underneath, tunnels and stuff. Everything you see has kind of got an element of mystique around
1: it, right? Yeah. And I think that there's, there's so much um, inspiration for that sort of creative influence as well. Like, I do weird things, like I pick up leaves and stuff that uh-huh. attract me sometimes. And I sometimes do write and focus on those sort of things i work with them primarily for like sort of energy transfer so i do a lot of like there's a lot of the shamanic stuff is kind of burning things and burying things and or working with all the elements and stuff okay. um but also like having that appreciation for the kind of creative outlet so looking at a leaf and looking at like its veins and its colors and that again another form of really deep gratitude yeah. and I think it's really good for grounding as well um so sometimes yeah. if I go out and I'm feeling really ungrounded from my own mental health I'll connect with like a tree or a plant and I'll mentally in my head like kind of chant I breathe you and you breathe me because we're all uh-huh. air essentially we're all the same all oxygen the same, yeah. yeah so Um, Yeah,
0: you can look at a lot of parallels. You know, you can see this is a huge tree here, but it's kind of like you could easily imagine it as three or four or five maybe. Yeah. Just like trunks that have grown together and support each other. Yeah. And then as it branches out, you get little kind of... Yeah. That they go their own way, but at the route, they're connected. Uh, you know, you can easily think of a community that way. You can easily think of family, friends that way, right? Yeah. It's, there's so many the metaphors out here, of you know? like
1: different roots and things.
0: And do you find that you create from a place of, of positivity and and gratitude now, or do you still create from different emotions that you have?
1: Um, I think that it's a combination of two. I think I've got, a, I've got a much more wider view on sort of the polarity of emotions now as well. So not just seeing... Because I think everything is... An emotion is sometimes just an expression without permission. So looking at things as either good or bad can sometimes really skew mm. your own mindset. And that's still, for me, yeah. in an ego state. So to look at yeah. things objectively and be like, okay... So this feeling is uncomfortable, but what yeah. can I really get out of this sensation? If you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, that's that is something that I think about a lot, because I uh, yeah, everyone's kind of probably been there where you've been kind of down in the dumps what, for whatever reason, you know, breakup or just no reason potentially. And, like, you can find yourself writing pages and pages. It's therapeutic. And then you can produce something amazing from it that resonates with someone else. And you can actually feel gratitude, potentially, for the negative emotion that sparked it. And, yeah, I think about it a lot because I kind of don't want to... Everyone's got an approach, obviously, but what I find works for me is just to not try and control my emotions. And I know that sounds quite odd, but, I mean... I just kind of let let it happen and then do with it use it somehow in
1: kind of like shadow work when we look at those sort of negative emotions we call that the luminous dark um so there's there is light within those sort of moments because you're like okay this is interesting can i explore this what does that feel like in my body what what does what does sensation feel like can i really delve into it and give it space it needs to travel through me and teach me something Yeah. yeah um and I think that that's where that kind of comes from now. And I used to be so caught up, a lot, lot more caught up in my emotions with that stuff that I it would almost yeah. become overwhelmed and obsessed with it and, and you just end up kind of being stuck in this loop where you kind of go round and round. And now when I really feel into it, it doesn't really last as long and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I can move through this. When you come to these sort of places it becomes like your own or like safe haven yeah that you're you're just that. like this is you know this is my place and i think everybody even within those spaces should have their own places to go to so like, i used to have like a tree that i would go to in the summer and i would spend so much time up there like doing i was like doing loads of hula hooping and i was like dancing yeah. up there and singing and doing all sorts of stuff and i would have the dogs around me all the time and it was just so lovely and it, and everyone that I kind of speak to here has a place. Like every time I've met someone new in this town, they've been like, "I'm going to take you to my place. We're going to go to the place." And I'm like, "Okay, where's your place?" And that's like really exciting, you know, like because they're like that's they have it? a place where they've created memories there, and you know, it's a place of influence for them. And I love sharing that those yeah. sort of like things. Whereas you probably wouldn't get that living in a city. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're not just going to like, "Oh, we're going to go Starbucks because that's my place." That ownership
0: <laughs> wouldn't happen. Yeah, there's just you know nearly a million people in Leeds or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose like here, you you could probably feel a greater level of ownership over where you are if you're the only person that takes this particular route to get from A to B, for example. Yeah, yeah. so so when I go running or whatever, I know that my route is quite a personal one and, and I know that not many people, if anyone, probably does it. So I feel like that's kind of like something that I have my relationship, my path
1: yeah, nature. so my housemate's a runner and he says the same. That's why they've done the whole map thing, because um, they kind of have their own like personal little roots and stuff and able oh, to yeah. create memories from that. And, you know, I think that's a that's a really cool thing to have. Um, but yeah, sorry. What I was saying about the seasons before is I feel so much more influenced by the seasons here than okay. I would somewhere else. I feel it a lot more like the summers are lovely. The winters here can be quite harsh because it's you've kind of got the cold coming in from both sides with it being a valley as well it does get quite dark in the winter so I've got um, yeah. like a sad lamp you know like a vitamin d lamp in my room that I've been using over the winter because it's been it's getting dark at like half one two o'clock in the afternoon you're like where's the sunlight gone <laughs> Um so the summers are absolutely beautiful but obviously we get floods here as well so there's that great force of nature that can really take power over people's lives here yeah yeah. um so i think like working working with them and working with her as a force um has been really amazing to see
0: one thing i love about just taking in panoramic views like this so this is todmorden or or a part of it beneath Mm -hmm. us right i just love to see like and this is a massive metaphor for me when i'm a vantage point of any description like is all the paths That people take, like and that being life basically. You know, there's a there's a train line, there's there's kind of a a rural country lane where you can see a couple of people walking, there's the main road into town, there's just so many journeys that you can factor in and it just it's like taking a step back, isn't it? And, And and just thinking if if you were weighing up a decision or something, you can totally imagine being in tune with that, being at a big vantage point and looking at all the paths beneath
1: yeah i've definitely done that in in my kind of um time of being here i've noticed as well the the thing that the only thing i could think of that i could compare it to is there was a there was actually a bbc version of alice through it was alice through the looking glass and it's the bit where she has to cross the chessboard and there's all the different kind of valleys and they're all different colors and things Uh Uh um and i remember first coming out here and being like Oh, gosh, it's like the film where she has to cross the, the chessboard. And I feel like that was a journey in my life when I was first coming here, because I remember when I was first coming here for my job, I remember walking up this hill and I was I was on my own. I was going for the assessment weekend, so I was staying there for the oh, whole weekend and okay. we were being assessed. And I, it was kind of like it was very film like I, I had my backpack on and I was like, walking up and I was like, I feel like and it's like a new adventure and the valleys are really a like job interview. yeah they <laughs> were like they were really kind of uh, pushing me in that and uh, kind of encouraging me I felt like I had a communication with them if that makes sense yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. you knew what it was all about and, and isn't your subconscious amazing like you obviously yeah, you, by definition not aware of sometimes what's going on in your subconscious and sometimes it can just completely amaze you you know and you're not aware that you've been consuming uh, consuming all these messages or stories when you've been walking around and minding your own business, but the things that get stored uh, in, in your mind that can then end up becoming the kind of missing piece for a story you're writing or a song or whatever you're doing. I used to think that in order to be writing, you actually had to be writing words on the page. But now I see that writing isn't just about producing, it's about consuming and observing too. You're absorbing stories and perceptions when you're reading a book, seeing a friend, or just going for a walk. Stuff that goes into your subconscious that gives you material to draw on. The fuller the life you live, and the more that you learn, the more stories you can tell, and the better at writing you become. I like that you've just kind of, yeah, move, moved out here. You've not really, like, looked back. At it. it seems you've just been, been here the whole time, just made what you can of it, you know, and... Uh,
1: I'm very yeah. very lucky that I've been here throughout lockdown because I do still have a lot of friends around the Leeds area or Manchester. Um, and, um yeah. Yeah, I think that they they have like, you know, struggled a little bit more. Um the biggest thing that I've got to be jealous about with them is Deliveroo deliveries, but you know, they've got a lot more Frozen t- You know, exactly. Ma- majestic they've got a lot more here.
0: convenient urban. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And I, and I think also a sense of community there's so many people that live in the city who don't even know their neighbour's name
0: actually this, this kind of is a like I'm inspired by scrap sometimes because I feel like there's a story behind little oh, yeah. objects like you can imagine that little toy police car like imagine like how much love went into that as a present for a little kid and you know you can immediately sometimes it conjures up ideas for stories and stuff doesn't it what else yeah. have we got here uh, but like, I've, I just feel like I sometimes run with objects that you see, and you can imagine, like, oh, was that there a picnic one day? Um, was that an important thing? Did the kid's eyes light up that day when it was brought back to it, you know, as yeah. a present?
1: So many like cherished memories and stories. Is it there is a warehouse on the other side as well? He does up old people's boats and caravans and things oh, as well, yeah, okay. Um, and there's been a few, um, old like retro. Gypsy caravans and stuff that have been brought there, and the paintings on the outside are absolutely exquisite. They're just so lovely, like the different paintings of greens, and they put all the flowers, they repaint them all, and varnish it. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's and it's so beautiful to see. And
0: it's it's kind of inspiring how like old this place is. Like I, I love like the soot on the stone and stuff, where I guess it's from like when the chimneys were going full blast and just stained the building with soot, but like even just little things like these have probably been here like 150 years or something you know this is like an original feature of the the town isn't it yeah and like it's that whole if walls could talk kind of thing like what would they say you know what we're just th- these we're just passing through humans are kind of transient but a place is here more permanently you know and what what's its story you know like i sometimes think about that when i'm in like old properties and things but especially in towns in west yorkshire because they all date back a hell of a long way sometimes
1: yeah definitely and i think i just like to obviously like the sound of the water and stuff as well like sounds are always such a big influence to me i think because i'm a very kind of auditory person um, yeah. I do take visual stuff in, but like this, the sound of stuff as well. And I feel like I can kind of break that sound up into different pieces and, and look at the different kind of textures within it. Okay. Um, it's really different from sort of like, you know, the, the city hum. Like I've, I've written about in the past, like the city hum and stuff like that. Oh. Um, but being out here, it's more of like a communication of nature speaking to yeah. you and kind of very subtle and uh, very calming I feel like it, yeah. it, it's, it's like it flows through the wind and flows through the sound That
0: that is yeah you hit on something there Like it, it seems like you know when you're seeing different species um, there's really no verbal communication between different species sometimes unless they get too close and there's like barking and geese quacking or whatever it is geese do But, like, usually there's so much communication between animals, just through, like, looks and just body movements. Yeah. That's, like, the raw communication that we all have, which you touched on earlier movement. And, like, it's that art form. If you're thinking about dance, then, and just movement in general, it's that universal, like, intraspecial. Um, form of communication everyone can understand you can make yourself look big to scare a bear away for example that you're basically communicating with that that bear and i I think a lot of so much non-verbal in nature right
1: yeah and i think it's 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 a it's a frequency isn't it it's a frequency and a a life form and you think about you can go into deeper concepts of this with you know kind of time and space and and frequency and energy but i think that it is all a vibration and, it, and that's yeah. what I think yeah. that I get yeah. from the sound is I can almost sometimes hear into the vibration and hear the subtle sort of atoms in between it and think about how they would dance and like play a, play a game and how are they how are they how do they sound to me do they sound like Oponic. they're moving slowly are they colliding really sharp and together um, so yeah. like my mind can go to so many and different like places on an, atomic,
0: on an atomic level yes like which is kind of true isn't it because they say that you know you, you talk about Uh, what, liquids, gases, uh, like solids, and they're three different things, but really, everything's got mass and it's just, atoms move way more slowly for something like a rock than they do for the water of the canal, but they're all mass, you know, they're all just composed of just different vibrational speeds and frequencies, as you say, and so, yeah, sound carries a lot of that, you know.
1: Yeah. So like the humming of the pigeons underneath the bridge, you can kind of hear it.
0: Yeah, you can hear that quite strongly. So they're all just gathered under the bridge here, as we can see under, like, you know, on sort of cast iron supports for this bridge. Just at least a dozen or so pigeons there. And then there's a few kind of bathing as well in the canal below.
1: Yeah, and I really do like the the sort of like echo that it has (coughs) underneath. And even just the feeling of like walking underneath the bridge, it's like that element of enclosure and 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 shelter and then it kind of coming out and I, I felt like just walking from there to here it's almost like for me that's sometimes a transformation and i think you can do that a lot within movement when i talk about movement it doesn't just imply dancing like you can do a meditative yeah. walk in which you use yeah. your influence from one place moving to a different place um, and i think that's a that's a really great thing to do especially if you're quite creative As we were walking
0: under the bridge listening to the cooing pigeons, I realised that sound is a sense that can be quite unappreciated by writers. We rely quite a lot on being able to create imagery with our words, but sounds can be just as evocative, if not more so. And you can use this to powerful effect when aligning it to the wider rhythm of a character's journey.
1: I kind of write it down in little kind of notes um, and I, I do love a good spider diagram and stuff as well cool. so if, if I take one word um, I can be like okay well what does that mean to me okay we'll take the word, word like wild okay so it means natural it means this it means that and, and I have like then a kind of a mixture of different words or, or things yeah. that like I can use in my vocab to express something and then from there I so that's the kind of way that I work. I sometimes work backwards, come up with all the words from one word, and then I come up with a subject for the poem. And then I just let it kind of flow naturally because I don't like to say, right. And I've done a lot of creative workshops where they, they, they work with different things, but that's just generally what works for me.
0: Do you kind of struggle with writer's block sometimes? Does that work every time? That spider um, diagram approach, word association.
1: I think it I need to be like in the mindset to do it. Um uh-huh. I have to really be influenced by something. Sometimes it is just a scribble of different notes um or feelings um and yeah, like if I really if I really delve into it, I can normally get a lot of creative juice out of it.
0: I think uh, I, I quite like the a lot of the houses here. Um have have kind of got definition between each house, even though they're made from the same thing. You see one kind of white at the end and it's like boxed off like that, yeah.
1: There's a lot of individualism in in the houses here and I think they've got character. They've got a lot of character. They've got a lot of uh, almost, you know, all individual cheeky faces, I think, in the frames and like the cracks and things, Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. I mean, yeah, and and like I say, it's they've they've got stories as well. Houses. Yeah. They they host so much drama and comedy and you know all these moments that you live through. The houses kind of there.
1: One of the things I love about the houses here is that they um, there's a lot of stone wall kind of housing, and with that comes the big open windows, which lets an awful lot of more light in. Mm. than other sort of places where you probably wouldn't get as much light and the and different ways in which you can fully open your window and now it's, it seems like a silly thing but to me that's such a big thing being able to get light into my room if I'm just, yeah. you know, in my own space
0: I bet, as you would say down here yeah.
1: and, um, and air as well yeah
0: I think, like, the health of, of people in the houses is more kind of on the radar now I mean in offices and stuff people are getting rid of the kind of air conditioning systems that just circulate recycle the air you're not really allowed to open windows if you have an office job which seems that seems ridiculous now you know there's a lot more focus on whether buildings are actually healthy and uh yeah especially like places that you spend a lot of time like your office or or your own home
1: yeah, I think that's a really great, a great thing as well. Like you see a lot more kind of new office spaces bringing a lot more kind of plants in, in and, you know, green spaces. Yeah. What I would really like to see is, um, is to bring back a lot of garden cities um, mm. and have a lot more um, have a lot more kind of green spaces that are open mm. to the public, but then also, you know, planted in centers of towns. And like here we have incredible yeah. edible. So we're we're very, very lucky. Uh, We have the crop share, like a lot of the food that is that is here and the shops that are here is all locally sourced um, and it's it's we're very much supporting of the small businesses here. Yeah. Um, Even at the start of lockdown, you know, there was, was still people really going out of their way to be able to support the local businesses because they know that that's the time that they needed it the most. We've got a market here and things as well. So, And I love going to the market during the weekend because you've got a lot of like vibrant colours and so many different people. And they have a flea market as well, so sometimes I just love walking around and seeing old people's little bits and bobs. And you can get so much influence from bits and bobs. So I'm very, very lucky. And I take a a lot of um, kind of more time now when I'm out. I think when I first did move here, I was still like... Overwhelmed by it all, Um, but I I think especially during lockdown, it's given me more time.
0: I'm just looking at what someone scrawled is that a date?
1: It looks like 21st of the
0: 6th. I mean, 20. I mean, it it could just be from last year in chalk. Have you ever scrawled your initials, heart? I've done it on
1: on trees and stuff. Yeah, it reminded me
0: of that. I remember
1: (laughs) when I did it when I was a kid. And um, yeah, it was like every time we went out again, I had to run and go and see that the heart was still on the tree because I I didn't believe in my my mind that it was going to stay there for some reason. I was like, I needed to run back and always check that it was still there. Um,
0: And is it still there now?
1: I believe so yeah I believe so um and that's the amazing thing about trees because like you know so like you know so old they carry so many stories um and there's a lot of like actual crafting and stuff um around here as well I don't know if you saw in the town um we have like um a crafting place where they they craft willow into like baskets and furniture um and all cool. sorts of different things so um that's quite cool. I've just noticed that little birdhouse. There yeah, there. right in the
0: middle of the <laughs> um got wire put up for that reason. I like that. It's I've right not dangling noticed in the that
1: before. I guess
0: it's kind of like a, a thrill seeker's birdhouse, isn't it? <laughs> sort of dangling above the canal about sort of twenty feet above the canal. Yeah, it's quite quite nice that. Scenic, like. It's quite a,
1: interesting how they've got if, the. If birds had
0: like Airbnb, that'd be. Yeah. That'd be pretty premium, I think. <laughs> I love the entrance to this bit of the canal here, like an old sort of castle fort, um, almost. Like those crosses. Um, I mean, when they're usually in castles, they're for like old archery positions. But yeah. It's hard to imagine that that would have been required when this was built. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so the, a lot of the, the castles um, around, like Robinwood was, it was a, a big kind of castle. This was mainly a mill town um, for quite a while. Oh, OK. Um, and that's why you've still got, obviously, the train line that comes back and forth and stuff, because the main places it would come was from the city, and it would be a, a docking port as well. Um, uh-huh. But in terms of, like, these kind of old things, I think they've been here for quite, quite a while. You can see that, that side there. That's impressive. Um, and obviously, it's all being held up by scaffolding here, so they must be doing some sort of work yeah, to it. Yeah, on
0: the bridge, yeah. Yeah, but usually this is like an archery position, sort of, so that the archer has a great position to fire down, but you can't get to them.
1: Yeah. Because it's just
0: a narrow slit. There is a
1: shield on it, so I wonder what it was at some, some sort of like yeah, time. It, you
0: can tell the sort of age with it, sort of, it's almost black, isn't it, the outside of it? Yeah. Just from. Maybe explains with the mill town thing, like all the soot and the smoke that would have been here, just clinging onto stone, you
1: know. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's a though, isn't it, They do know? have some art pictures and stuff um, okay. in our local like pubs and like galleries and stuff around here. Um, and there are people that have lived in Todd for like literally all their lives, so they've they've seen it really kind of grow and develop, even just recently. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird because when you see old pictures, you can see it was a lot more kind of smoky and and built up and there wasn't as many kind of new houses here and Uh um, uh and the market was still like the same but slightly different like uh, face the other way sort of thing Um, but i think that's really cool that we've still kept an indoor and outdoor market and stuff as well
0: there's a balance of natural beauty and inspiring bleakness in todmorden in winter It's totally the kind of place I can imagine retreating for a month or two to work on a book, especially seeing it through Verity's eyes and knowing the part it's played in her own journey, both personally and as an artist. As we neared the end of our journey, we moved from the micro to the macro as we started to consider the why factor behind our purpose as artists and why we create. In terms of purpose then, because I ask a lot of people... Because uh, I think about it a lot about myself, but why do you write? Like, is there a is there kind of unifying purpose that you feel like you have? Or is it more about whether that's about kind of self expression, whether it's about meeting people, whether it's about being a published writer and being kind of successful in that sort of sense? Like, yeah, I think everybody
1: that? gets different things out of it. I think for me, it used to be very cathartic. I used it as a, as a sort of like therapy form of like expressing myself. Um and really? it was it was once so once it was out on the page it was like a big kind of relief and then it was kind of done and I didn't really look at it much mm. after that. Now uh-huh. it's more the words kind of come to me and I'm like, oh that's really good and then as soon as I get the kind of first sentence down, it flows a lot more naturally. Uh-huh. And I think that's a skill that I've just kind of developed more and from reading an awful lot more. Do you know when I kind of vocabulary has expanded and, and yeah. kind of elevated different ideas in me so um,
0: so it 's more about introspection, learning about yourself and channeling yeah, that yeah
1: totally yeah it 's more about learning about me and um, channeling those sort of energies and yeah, um, yeah. it 's quite interesting actually when you, when you do read some of it back because sometimes it just flows out of me so naturally that I read it back and I'm like, wow, where did that kind of come yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, You know, because I feel like sometimes it's from a higher source, not really oh, necessarily yeah. from from me. I'm like, my mind I agree.
0: That. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just kind of, I, I kind of find the thought strange to think I have written a poem. I, I feel like it's more accurate to think of it like a poem occurred to me. You know, it, I, I happened to come up with something <clears throat> I was merely like capturing what was going what i was observing and then yeah. i didn't consciously create it it never i feel like even if you're the most planned author um, and you've sketched everything out you've got structure you've got like pent- iambic pentameter whatever you're going yeah. for there'll always be stuff that you didn't predict that flow in there you, you can't take full ownership can you so yeah. I, I agree i think it's like it, it kind of comes to you and, and you are the sort of host of ideas, and you're just capturing them and letting people take them from there. It's not done. It's like people then interpret what you've done. They're then potentially inspired by, or at least it maybe goes into their subconscious, and then the process kind of repeats for them.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's that's a really magical thing about being a human being, you know. I don't know if you've seen the movie Soul, the new Disney movie. I haven't,
0: I've heard, I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah, though.
1: so that, that movie, like, it made me cry like a baby. Like, <laughs> I've watched it twice oh. now. Um, <laughs> but what, it's funny because you were talking about purpose because that talks a lot about purpose and it, it has it follows a character right. that wants to try and find their purpose. Uh-huh. Um, and oh, the
0: jazz musician, you're right.
1: Yeah, and... and um, there's this soul that's trying to find its purpose, and and it's it's there's so many deep meanings in the film as well. Like if you're a, okay. if you're a spiritual person or you kind of understand those concepts, like there's the number 22. So I'm an astrological number num, number 22, and number 22s are all all about kind of just spreading light in their life, but it's not like one purpose. And then it kind of clicks with mm, the, the jazz musician that if you put too much into your passion it you lose it uh-huh. and if you if you ignore it as well so it's mm. it's being in that space of like the lost soul or being you know just experiencing every day as a miracle and every little thing as as your purpose do you know what i mean and i Balance. think that that's yeah. yeah that that was like really resonated with me because i was like yeah that's what i do i pick up little leaves from the floor and get excited about tiny little bits of pizza i'm like that's me
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I love a pizza too <laughs> yeah 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 it's yeah you, you, you can sort of never cease to be amazed at the capacity to surprise yourself as well where inspiration can come to you like
1: it's gonna stop him i love i love this so this
0: would be something that that would really influence me yeah what are we seeing
1: here so we've got like a collection of different kind of like slates and stones and and pebbles and it's like on a a mound of soil um just in the corner um but i just i love all like the platforms and like the surfaces here so this would be like the sort of thing that i would like pick up and i would like kind of feel into it's like it's texture and it's colors um I might take this home with me actually. <laughs> but like Definitely. even like this, like little dinosaur egg sort of things and like yeah, it's I love like it. It's like a mosaic
0: kind of thing, isn't yeah,
1: it? Yeah, totally. You can you can look at yeah, it. Yeah,
0: that's cool. There's like some of pottery and stuff as well. There's a bit of pottery, is that? It's hard to tell. That's a nice kind of shiny white one there.
1: Yeah, and, and you can take that into I mean, what you saw it as like a mosaic, I saw it more of like a like a nest and a bedding oh. or like a mountain. Um and like different kind of steps uh-huh. as you're you're going up so there's so many different things that you can look at it and your mind can go so many different different yeah. places with it yeah
0: and that is exciting yeah because <clears throat> you don't know when you're going to stumble upon something that might be, like maybe even change your life sometimes an observation like this can actually change your whole perspective about how you think about stuff like climbing a mountain or, or whatever it might be but then and your sort of life has been leading up to the moment at which you noticed it. I wonder how it actually came to be. I mean, it, it could feasibly be just something that got brushed and swept together uh, intentionally, or it could have just been a, an accident. It could have just been nature, blo- like wind and stuff pushing it into place. You never really know, do you?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think like even like walking past it, it's such a small feature, but now being so close up to it, you can also imagine if we were like tiny little creatures yeah. like so far like an ant this is like you know like making a mountain out of a molehill sort of thing in my in my mind i was just thinking if i was like a little creature how would i get up here and like yeah. swing across these as like monkey bars or and like i'd done a little bit of rock climbing and stuff in the summer so that kind of stuff in my head of like challenging things in a different perspective of how you can move around things and pull things yeah. towards you and stuff like i'm always thinking that like what's the what's the next step how do I how do I tackle this it's an an
0: action movie this is an action yeah exactly (laughs) exactly
1: it could be an action movie it could be a volcano you know it could be a lot of like boulders like earthquakes Mm. all sorts of stuff like so there's nature within nature if you see what I mean here yeah
0: yeah yeah, completely yeah you forget that it's like sort of well you probably don't but like it's quite easily easy to forget that the, the whole civilizations of Organisms beneath the surface, and yeah, and and the stories around that, and the sort of like how civilizations have been built, and how ants build a nest, or whatever, for example.
1: Yeah, there's a. I don't know. If it, I think it's in like Men in Black 2, where he locks the locker, and there's like a universe inside a universe inside a universe, and like oh, so. There's often,
0: yeah, there's something on the first film that's similar to
1: that. Yeah, it might be on the first film where it's like he opens a locker. And it, it goes all the way in. And sometimes my mind thinks a little bit like that. Like, where, you know, we've, really? you've got town upon city upon world. And, and I do this a lot in my energy work because I transmute it out through the Earth, all the way through the Earth's core, out of the Earth, into space, into universes, into multi-dimensional universes, then out of that time it? frame. So it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it really put, g- gives you a perspective. It's... Um, yeah, it's quite humbling. And then you're like, yeah,
0: yeah. You my problems that.
1: aren't so big anymore. You, you know, as I take my problems and I put, put them out and they come back to me and I'm like, it's only a little package. and It doesn't really make a huge difference now.
0: And that's it for this edition of Look Closer, the found fiction podcast. Thank you very much to my special guest, Verity Hunter, who took us on a creative adventure around Todmorden. Before we say goodbye, we have a piece of found fiction news to tell you about. Unfortunately, we weren't successful in our proposal for funding to roll out our street stories project nationwide. But we have launched an exciting new street literature project called You Are Here. You Are Here is a series of creative installations which illuminate the stories behind everyday places. A collaboration between ourselves and Leonie Hertig, the project is about capturing positive memories of specific locations and then sharing them in eye-catching text displays which celebrate the personal histories of public spaces. From city centre clubs to cul-de-sac corners and from pubs to park benches, You Are Here installations can crop up everywhere, compelling passers-by to look closer to discover more about the people in their community and truly reflect on where they are in that present moment. We're going to be letting more people know about You Are Here in the coming weeks, so look out for more. Thanks for listening to Look Close to the Found Fiction Podcast. That's it for this time. Until next time, stay positive, connected, and kind.